0: You're listening to Farious on Football with Ryan Farious. If there's football, he's talking about it. Here's your host in three, two, one. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show, the Farious on Football podcast on Radio Massasoit. I am your host, Ryan Farius, and today I'm going to be changing things up a little bit. Recently, week 11 of the NFL regular season began with the New England Patriots going into Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons on. Thursday night football. Since the Patriots are the local team around here, and it's the team that I follow the most because they're my favorite team, I figured today I would just do an in depth recap of the Pats while the game is still fresh in my head. Plus, I'd like to save my voice for Thanksgiving because that's rolling around pretty soon. And as much as I like talking ball, sometimes I lose my voice when I talk a good amount about it. Hate to have a sore throat going into Thanksgiving. And next episode, I'm thinking about doing just a recap of the Thanksgiving games because that's my favorite time of year. So let's get right into it. The Patriots went into Mercedes Benz Stadium and left with a final score of 25 to nothing, shutting out the Falcons. Mac Jones was very efficient in this game. 22 of 26 for 207 yards, one touchdown, but sadly, one pick, which I'll get into later on. As usual, we put very high emphasis on the run game, as our lead rusher was one Ramondre Stevenson, my favorite running back on this team. He had 12 carries for 69 yards, and the guy who's usually the lead back, Damian Harris, added on 10 more for 56 yards. But the main highlight of this game, as we can see from the shutout, is our nasty nasty defense kyle van noy by far had his best game of the season two sacks and a pick six right at the end i'll talk about those interceptions later of course our best free agent signing matt judon chipped in with a sack devon godshaw had a sack and the defense got four interceptions four from three quarterbacks matt ryan had two josh rosen who had come into the game at the very end threw a pick six to kyle van noy And literally on the next offensive play from the Falcons, once they got the ball back, Felipe Franks threw a pick. I'll have to check, but that's got to be some sort of record. Four picks from three different quarterbacks. It probably happened a long time ago, and I just don't remember, but I'll have to check. Oh, and by the way, these numbers, these stats come from NFL.com. Now first, let's get into the positives of this game. Like I just said before, the main highlight, the defense. Putting all those numbers I just blurted aside, you could literally just see with your eyes, the pure eye test, that that defense was just dominating the entire day. The tandem of Matt Judon and Christian Barmore on the inside just continues to dominate. Again, Kyle Van Noy had his best game of the season. And I gotta say too, Kyle Duggar impressed the hell out of me, mainly in coverage. The thing with Kyle Duggar is that, you know, he's one of these playing-in-the-box hybrid safety linebackers guys. He's one of those guys who will just, you know, fly around and make a whole bunch of tackles, bunch of plays behind the line of scrimmage, stuff like that. One of his main weaknesses coming into the season was his coverage. And at the beginning of the year, he was always close to making plays, but he just didn't make any plays. And one of his responsibilities on Thursday was to be one of the guys covering Kyle Pitts because he was the only really player that they have on offense in terms of the receiving core because Calvin Ridley is still out. And Duggar looked fantastic out there. He was flying around back there like he always does, but he was getting pass breakups as opposed to just, you know, making a bunch of tackles behind the line of scrimmage or sort of first downs and stuff like that. He was actually good in coverage. So it's good to know that we got some development there because I'll admit I was kind of unhappy about that pick in 2020 because he played for a division two school in Lenore Rhines, I think it was. And from what I saw, his main highlight was that he was able to return kicks and he really hasn't done that all that much. So it's good to know that he's developing well into an actual defensive player. And they were showing that they can get key stops at the exact right times. You know, it wasn't just, you know, a bunch of three and outs the entire game. Atlanta did drive down the field every once in a while, got in the red zone, but then we just stiffened up, very much bend, don't break. I remember vividly, we stopped him twice, third and one, fourth and one, didn't let them get anything, turnover on downs. It was just a great defense altogether. I believe as of right now, they're still the second ranked defense in all of football, which I totally get with the performances that they've had these past couple of weeks. Now moving into the area that kind of concerns me a little bit, and that's the offense. Now I know the final score was 25-0. It was a dominant defensive performance, but the offense concerned me a little bit. That's not to say that Mac Jones was bad by any stretch of the imagination. Again, he was very accurate, very efficient in this game. But this Atlanta Falcons defense was 31st ranked against the pass coming in. And the ball movement was just very, very inconsistent other than that one touchdown drive where he threw the touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar. We had a couple of drive-killing penalties and we just didn't get in the red zone enough. Again, 31st ranked defense against the pass. And other than that one touchdown drive, we could barely get into the red zone. We were solely dependent on Nick Folk being money, four for four on field goals, but then he missed an extra point after the pick six, I believe. And going to Mac Jones's interception, man, was that a bad decision. First of all, Jonu Smith who he threw to was blanketed by their number one corner in AJ Terrell. So I'm kind of concerned that he had forced it there in the first place. And not only that, a rarity occurred on that very play. Nikhil Harry, an absolute bust of a first round pick at wide receiver back in 2019, was wide open on the sideline. For once in his life, Nikhil Harry was wide open and you threw it to a blanketed Jonu Smith, and it gets intercepted and brought back a decent amount. So when it comes to the offense, I'm very concerned because we got two really, really good defenses coming up. Tennessee, who's fantastic because of their defensive line. I mentioned in previous podcasts or shows that they were all over Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. And Buffalo, who might have the best secondary in all of football with Tredavious White and company. The Tennessee matchup concerns me the most because, again, that's a very stout defensive line with Denico Autry, Harold Landry injury, Jeffrey Simmons, and Bud Dupree in that front floor alone. And what's the Patriots MO on offense? Pound the crap out of the football with the run game. So I just feel like if we can't move the ball consistently against the 31st ranked pass defense in the Atlanta Falcons, what are we going to do against the Tennessee Titans when they force us to throw the football? Because I feel like they're going to stuff Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. They're probably not going to do too much unless this offensive line is the best offensive line of football and they just completely neutralize those guys. So I think this next matchup is going to fall more on Mac Jones to have a game like he did in Cleveland, where he only threw for 198 yards, but he was still very efficient, throwing only four incompletions and threw three touchdowns. That's all I need from the offense. I don't want them to be like, you know, Kansas City or Tampa Bay, where they're just, you know, being all flashy and huck it all over the field. I just need efficiency and I need them to cash consistently and get touchdowns. And after this offensive outing against Atlanta, I'm a little concerned. Because again, we got Tennessee, we got Buffalo twice, and we also got Indianapolis, who whose defense kind of regressed a little bit, but they're still really good. And I'll just end off by saying this. This next four-game stretch, with a bye week in between, this will determine whether the 2021 New England Patriots are contenders or pretenders. All right, and that'll do it for this episode of the Farius on Football podcast. I'm Ryan Farius of Radio Massasoit, the official radio station of Massasoit Community College. Thank you all so much for listening.